0: Hello. Good evening, and welcome to.
1: <laughs> Keep going, Steve. Imagine this was live radio. Come on, what's the matter with you?
0: Ah, oh, I want to be back in the studio. Okay. And now there's a car going past. <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world and we are the longest running radio show about video games in the world too. My name is Steve Curran.
1: Hello, I'm Simon Byring. How are you, Simon? I'm what they call okay. I think <laughs> seven, seven out of ten. Uh, yeah, that's me at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Could be worse, could be better. What about you?
0: Give I good, am, Give us some good news. Come on. I'm thoroughly okay. I've been enjoying the cricket on Channel 4. Um, free-to-air cricket for the first time since 2005. That's been nice. And it's the Super Bowl tonight as well. Are you going to be watching? Yeah, of course. I Do every can... year. Pretend to know what's Who, going on. Who's playing? Uh, the weekend. And then <laughs> either side of that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, it's Kansas City Chiefs against... The and team that has Tom Brady as their quarterback now, and I've forgotten what that is. But
1: anyway, you're doing very well here. Uh, in that, once again, your audio is cut out, and I can see that you're talking, so uh, <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden it's, it's come back. I think you might have some automatic settings or something, but that means I can't check what you've just said. And as you're editing the show this evening, presumably you'll be able to drop in. <laughs> you be able to Google and then drop in and make it look like you're a Super Bowl expert.
0: It was completely accurate. I absolutely promise. Uh, have you been what playing games this week?
1: Yeah, I have. I've been yeah, I've been playing games that I've played or b- played before. Just before we move away from that, though, Sorry, talking of games. And so, what what time does the Super Bowl start? Uh,
0: I think it starts around about midnight our time and finishes okay. usually usually about three ish.
1: And ordinarily, I'm presuming that you would
0: watch this with friends? No, absolutely not. No? No, no. With a Super Bowl party? Of course not. I would watch this on my own. The end. Right. <laughs> I'd watch okay. this on Brilliant. my own. I'd, I, I, you know, typically I'll be chatting to a couple of people online. Uh, but I don't really know what's going on. I, li- I like learning rules for things. That's how I play games, right? I play games. I don't go through tutorials. I like understanding games by playing them. And the Super Bowl is a huge cultural event where it seems half the world knows what's going on. By half the world, I mean North America. And I, I'm i only really familiar from it by the previous games I've watched, which were a year ago and a year before that and a year before that. So I know very, very little about the the sort of rhythm of the thing, but I'm building up uh, building up some game knowledge, um, not enough to share it with other people, though.
1: Well, I hope you have a nice time. I've got in, involved in in a similar um, thing in that um, I'm. Uh, I, so I can't stand rugby. I was forced mm-hmm. to play it as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Bournemouth Mini Rugby, and um, I first heard the phrase "the bigger they are, the harder they fall" when we were playing Wimborne and. Um, you know, we were, we were teenagers and these men turned up and I went, <laughs> they look a bit big, don't they? And our coach said, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Um, I was carried unconscious from that, from that <laughs> game. And that's why I don't, this is true. It's all true. So I generally don't like rugby. However, in order to get some sort of lockdown entertainment, I've got involved in a, a six nations sweepstake with some other mm. men which um, has involved contributing £10 to a pot and predicting the winner and points total of all of the matches, if they're called matches, (sighs) um, in the Six Nations, first weekend this this weekend. And um, as we emerge from the first round of games, guess who's sitting top of the charts having predicted the winner of two out of the three games and got the bonus point twice for being closest to the points total. Very good. Now, I know nothing about rugby. Mm. That's often the, way, often the best way, isn't it? Well, <laughs> how did you do it? Well, what I did is I looked at the results for last year's Six Nations and put mm. exactly that down. <laughs> <gasps> all sport, it's, all, it's just the same. <laughs> it's just the same sport. And I'm winning. It Brilliant. Well done. Yeah. Good and uh, I, haven't, I haven't told the lads this, um, mm. but they're already joking because at the start of it, I said, yep, I'm in, now off to look up, um, now off to read up on how rugby works. And one of them's um, sent a reply to that this evening going, laughing at Simon's comment. Like, well, I did, I looked at what happened last time and I put that down.
0: <laughs> very, very good.
1: I tell you what, good. if this all goes belly up, Steve, I'm, I'm going to become a tipster. Excellent.
0: All right, uh, time to get on with the news. I think we've got we've got uh, you know usual One Life Left running order. No guest, I assume. No Dexter popping in. No, uh,
1: not this week. I'm afraid. I will not get around to it, Steve. It's just all a bit nuts course, at the moment.
0: Busy, busy times. Uh, but we will have some reviews later. We've got a couple of letters this week and some music as well. Uh, but for now, news. Alright, I've done my research this week, Simon. I've got four stories. How many do you... Have you? I've got three. Three?
1: That means that you you need to go first, assuming
0: no duplication. (laughs) Alright, well, uh, I will will start with the one that made BBC News this week. Uh, Scrapped GoldenEye 007 game remaster has leaked online. A highly sought-after remaster of the James Bond video game GoldenEye 007 has been leaked online more than a decade after it was cancelled, it says here on BBC News Online. Uh, developer Rare produced the original game in 1997. They are working on an updated version in 2007, but it was scrapped because the various parties involved could not reach an agreement over rights. Uh, and that's leaked, finally, this week. Everyone's been very, very excited about it. Did you see this? do you know what i saw the
1: story but i I knew none of the details that was literally all news to me thank you for that where's
0: it where's it come from so um not well i can tell you specifically that it came from youtube gamer graslu 007 who posted a two-hour video showcasing showcasing the remastered software um it's not a completely unheard-of thing in fact, I saw a lot of people in the games industry, uh, particularly people who were working on um, what was it called the the dev system for uh, the Xbox back then? I oh, I, I can't recall I don't when, even remember the Nintendo code names. C- certainly the certainly the devs who were working on on the Xbox back then were all saying, yeah, yeah, this was up on the network uh everyone could see it it was it was an open secret uh you know I've played a bit of it it's not um it's not one of those things that people didn't know existed but somehow the wider 007 golden eye sorry golden eye 007 community haven't seen it uh, there are quotes here from David Doak, who's the designer uh, on the original, saying it was fun to see the remastered game out in the world. It's heartwarming. He says, uh, current excitement over this leak of this naughty remaster, he says, speaks volumes for the impact and enduring legacy of GoldenEye 007. No quotes from our friend Martin Hollis. Um,
1: I saw some people that were claiming to have played it. Mm. Um and I thought, that's very brave, isn't it? Because, you know, you can get done for all of it. Can you get done for playing it? Or well, you certainly can get your console banned, wouldn't you? I mean, I, d- I don't know how you go about playing it even, but... Uh... I'm not
0: sure either, I would assume. Um, so I believe this is all to do with the Xbox Live Arcade, and that's where I'm, I'm remembering the developers. Uh, developers who had access to the back end of Xbox Live Arcade had seen it before, I think. I'm wondering whether people are playing emulated versions. Is there an Xbox emulator? Is that a thing? I don't know. No idea. Um, But uh, I thought it was very interesting. The reason it didn't come out in the first place was because uh, the rights issues around it were too challenging. It was uh, all tied up in the rights with um, Rare and obviously with the movie rights, um, even James Bond image rights, because of course... GoldenEye 007 had Pierce Brosnan in the role, no longer James Bond by the time this was going to be re-released. Um, indeed, that EA version of GoldenEye that came out used Daniel Craig, uh, but that was a completely different game. Um, it's nice, though, to see so much affection for a game that yeah. is... How old is it? You, I tested you... Uh, sorry, you tested me last week. How old do you reckon Oh, it must be... So N64, 21 years, more than that? Well, it says here nearly 25 years. So. 25 years, wow. Yeah.
1: I read somewhere today, though, that um, the reason why our uh, understanding or concept of time is changing is that we generally make it based on memories, and as none of us are doing anything at the moment, <laughs> we've got no idea what time is. <laughs> so I, I hope you'll forgive me for being mistaken. Um, All right, your turn. No, I was just going to mention that uh, up until last year, I worked with a guy who was in GoldenEye and was one of the men on the toilet. <laughs> really? In, in one of the levels, yeah. They, um, they put cameos of themselves uh-huh. um, as uh, incidental characters, and he was on the toilet in GoldenEye. That's a claim to fame, isn't it? Fabulous. The uh, Video Games Chronicle writes, UK's Channel 4 is planning to reboot the Games Master TV show. It's told potential advertising partners. Channel 4 says it will revive the iconic British show as a social first programme this year with content to appear on its E4 channel, YouTube and social media platforms. Games Master aired on the channel between 1992 and 1998. It was the first British television show dedicated to video games. Hosted by Donna Diamond and with the late Sir Patrick Moore appearing in the role as the titular Games Master, the programme was come prized of game reviews and challenges as players competed for a Games Master Golden Joystick Trophy. The new show will see five celebrities compete across three television episodes with one being crowned the Games Master Champion. I think there's
0: some more detail. I'm going to stop reading there. Um, right. How do
1: you feel about that? So am, What do we think they meet? Yeah, go on. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I'm, First question.
0: I am uh, obviously very excited, dependent on the answer to my next question, which is <laughs> Have they been in touch?
1: They've not been in touch yet, no. And, um, you know, that's not come as a surprise to me, given how awful I was on Games Master when I was on it.
0: <laughs> how I long was ago truly, was that?
1: Uh, 21 years. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, it was 1994. Um, I know that because I was just leaving my job on The One. Um, uh, and yet, I, so I aired on television as being from The One, but I was no longer working there when it when it came out. I was rubbish. Um, I mean, I was mainly... Uh, my interests back in the day were mainly computer games, and, and I had to co- I had to commentate on console games, uh, many of which I was seeing for the first time. And so, you know, that was difficult. They did give me a few things to uh, point out as um, the commentary was going on, but I, I, in no way did I come across as any sort of an expert. The worst thing was... Um, in one episode, I think it was Road Rash. I was commentating on. i can't it'd stop me if I've told this story before, um, but I think it was on on a Thursday, and I used to race back from work to go and watch myself on on TV. And I was watching it with my then girlfriend, and uh, my bit comes on. Road Rash comes on. Dominic's uh, chatting away. Chat, 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 chat. It cuts to me. What do you think, Simon? I reply. My, my, my girlfriend, who's watching me on the television with me in real life, says, that's not you, is it, Simon? And they'd overdubbed my commentary <laughs> for the broadcast episode. A few years later, I did bring it up with one of the production guys and said, um, I said, like, what happened? Like, was it because I was rubbish? And he said, oh, no. He said the sound levels were really bad um, in the, um,
0: uh, d- during taping. I was like, OK, but I think he was mm. being kind. Sound levels. All right. Second question: Who are they going to uh, recast well, as the game master? Games master. They've sorry. got
1: sense, which Dominic's still knocking around, isn't he? I no, no, he's no. In I Canada at the
0: moment, but
1: oh, the no, games master. No, the games sorry. master. Patrick Stewart.
0: That would be good. That's very good, Simon. <laughs> You've done your
1: part. Uh, well, he's on. Um, it said, an image hosted on Channel 4's website for Games Master features Hollywood actor Patrick Stewart, but there's no mention of him in its ads pitch.
0: Interesting, interesting. So five like celebrities go, competing. He used cross- to
1: go to the Games Master in order to get tips on how yeah. to, you know, as members of the public. He wasn't commentating on, you know, so when I was doing it, it was Vinnie Jones was, uh, was Vinnie Jones and Andy Townsend were involved in one, chan- in, in one challenge. Um So yeah, you know, what's Patrick Stewart gonna do with with those guys?
0: Well, presumably Um, he's gonna give the tips to the celebrities who are competing on the. So they're gonna go
1: and ask him, are they? Yeah, of course.
0: In that weird. It feels like they're gonna
1: deviate. Feels like they're gonna deviate (laughs) from the magic of the show. What do you think social first means?
0: I think it means it is a buzzword that people say at those eight person meetings in expensive boardrooms at T V production companies in order to get their shows signed. I think it means they've probably got a Snapchat account. I don't know. Uh, You know, um, actually, I have a friend who worked on a social first TV show, and it meant lots of small videos made for Instagram. Uh, produced specifically for Instagram, which was the dominant platform at the time. I'm not sure if it's still well, presumably TikTok now. Well, also, it's called Insta these days, isn't it? Apologies if you're, if you're, um, if you're on it. Of course, and uh, and what you do is you lead with content on there that feeds into your uh, into your flagship show. Um, so uh, one informs the other, and everyone has to consume across all kinds of different media platforms.
1: Well, it sounds as if we're unlikely to see it being old men. Um, <laughs> the other thing that uh, sprung to mind this weekend was there was a lot of talk, talk from the old PC Zone gang. I think Will, a friend of the show and friend of mine, mm-hmm. Will Porter, found an old um, meetings minutes document which he put online, and uh, and I'd forgotten that I was offered and turned down the job of editor of PC Zone, and I wondered for a moment what would have happened if I'd taken it. I'd have been one of the cool kids. I? I would have known Charlie yeah, Brooker you better than I. I mean, I, I I knew him in passing, but we might have been friends. Mm. I yeah. could be. Fa- I could be. I could be married to Connie Huck. I not- <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have
0: been friends then.
1: Well, <laughs> would have tested our friendship, yeah. sure. But even seen <laughs> that he lost out to the better-looking guy. <laughs> But yeah, that's, I mean, I would have been one of these cool kids, wouldn't I, that they all, t- they all talk about the great days? Yeah. And they would have talked about the great days a bit, or maybe they wouldn't have been great. Maybe I could have stopped these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You could have made oh, PC we-
0: Gamer the cool one. Well, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember why I didn't take it up at the time. I think, um, I, think I was persuaded to stay at uh, Bastion. I think they bought me uh, the D- Develop magazine
0: to run instead. And so I uh-huh. stayed there and did that
1: very hey, good sliding doors sliding doors, sliding Steve. doors
0: all right i have got another new story for you here which um relates to something we were talking about earlier um the pro bowl this year now as a super bowl expert as we've established i can tell you what the pro bowl is uh the pro bowl is a sorry i should finish my sentence first the pro bowl didn't happen Instead of it happening, it happened online uh, inside Madden Twenty One. So the Pro Bowl is a—it's a bit like the Charity Shield for football fans. Is the Charity Shield still called the Charity Charity Shield? Yes. Is it called the Roblox Charity Shield these <laughs> days or something? Um, it is a, uh, a sort of trophy. It's a trophy. It's an event in uh, American football that is sort of competitive but no one really cares what they do is they get all of the best players from uh across the teams um and they pick two sides and then they have a match between them and this takes place in the week before the super bowl because um well there's a fallow week there so there's nothing else going on and i guess for tv scheduling reasons uh they want to hold an event now this it it, 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 no one really cares about it but it's a fun event for people to watch um This year, no one wants to take any risks. I mean, no year, people don't take risks in this game, right? It's a very low-impact version of a very aggressive, dangerous sport. Um, But this year, especially, no one wants to take any risks. And so they decided to not have the Pro Bowl as a real thing. Instead, they had it online inside uh, Madden 21. Um, This took place uh, last weekend. And there were four uh, four players on each team playing online. All ex-pro footballers. Um, and Snoop Dogg, who was just okay. <laughs> involved. How did
1: he get an invite?
0: I, I have no idea. Uh, although, he is, I think he's a famous Madden fan. And apparently, he was quite good to watch. He was giving proper tips and quite a good player. Anyway, um, the news story, which I've lifted from vg247.com, is that it was quite fun, actually. Okay. That sounds yeah, sound like news. happened. I guess it is it is sort of it's very of its time, isn't it? It's covid culture and video games crossing over. And I suppose another step closer to esport hitting the mainstream. Uh, apparently it was really, really watchable and these days the you know, Madden looks exceptional, doesn't it? Far better than when uh when we were playing it growing up. I have you played it I assume you played Madden growing up, did you? No, because you were a PC gamer, not a console gamer. Oh, I was a computer gamer. Yeah, so sorry. I was Co- computer more gamer. Uh, Amiga. I came gamer. in via the Amiga. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So no, I've seen it being played, and you know, only up until about four years ago did I, did I? Sorry, it was only four years ago that I started to understand American football a little bit better by watching, um, the Amazon documentary All or Nothing about the mm. Arizona Cardinals. Right. Okay. And that and you know, will they? Won't they reach the Super Bowl final? Well. They gave that quite, uh, away quite quickly when they were get, get, when they were in the semi-final or something and that there were no more episodes. <laughs>
0: so you, thought, <laughs> so you that
1: <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, they probably won't then. Um, so, yeah, I, I was in, entirely unfamiliar with it, but I have seen videos and it does look very good.
0: So my introduction to the sport, like the reason I, I, I guess I, I sort of started watching the Super Bowl was as a kid, I used to play Madden, knowing even less about this game. And... Um, uh, but these days Madden looks, um, I believe like Madden and EA were the first people to sort of take inspiration or amongst the first people to take inspiration from TV coverage of games uh, of, of you know, sport and lend that to games and make the sort of video game versions of sport more accessible that way uh, because people then look at them and go, oh, that looks, I recognize that looks like the tv version of the sport i'm looking for um, i'm used to and now it looks you know pretty identical to the tv broadcast and therefore if you're watching people you can identify playing with it e.g snoop dogg and uh uh what's his name marshall lynch i don't know i'm making this up now uh then then obviously uh obviously it's enjoyable entertainment no idea who won don't care a bit like the normal (laughs) Super Bowl. (laughs)
1: <laughs> who played at halftime? though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. doesn't reference it here. You're a gamer right today. Um, yes, Valve has broken its own concurrent Steam users record yet again. Um, Steam broke the same record a staggering six times last year as an unprecedented number of players were concurrently online as the coronavirus pandemic continued to surge. Before today, the highest concurrent player count seen on Steam was... Was 25.4 million users in early January 2021. So then, Steve, I was going to ask you to make a guess then. What is the current record?
0: I feel like I'm going to Judging get the order of what? magnitude wrong 22 million.
1: Well, no, because the previous one was 25.4. So, oh, okay. So. Um, but I could see just from your face, I mean, obviously the listeners won't appreciate it, that you weren't enjoying that question whatsoever. Um, it's 26.4 million people were online at the same time. Uh, which is quite impressive. Um, The reason why I liked this story was that the comment, rice and pea... (laughs) <laughs> two hours ago, um, I uh, pulled out a quote from the story, which is this. As Wes reported at the time, putting Steam's booming popularity into context, that 120 million active monthly users' numbers is higher than Xbox Live and PlayStation Network's equivalent figures. In a September 2020 interview with CNN, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said, Xbox Live reaches over 100 million people each month and in July 2020, Sony announced PlayStation Network at 103 million active users. Rice and P then jokes, and Phil Harrison announced that since the launch of Stadia, sometimes at the right time of day you can feel in a lobby on
0: Destiny 2.
1: <laughs> Unfair,
0: but, but, uh, but funny. Hold on. Didn't the state the Stadia news must have happened this week as well? Because it wasn't it? last you, week's... Did you did you pick it? I didn't. Did you? I didn't, no. Huh. Maybe we should just briefly cover the, this. Stadia have changed tack, haven't they? They have. They've closed down
1: their internal... Um, Game development resource. So they had a studio, I think, um, or certainly at least one, um, that were going to make original exclusive games for Stadia. Uh, they've changed their minds about that and uh, closed that down, concentrating purely on offering Stadia uh, to other publishers and developers, um, which is interesting right we've seen many times um how people have tried to come in and sort of go from a standing start to you know suddenly very good at making games and google um employed some heavyweights uh, jade raymond um was was uh head of head of games at stadia uh that's not her actual job title but it was something it was basically what she was doing and now they've closed that down as as to why i mean you can speculate it's 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 ironic because all of the um, all of the commentary I've seen on Stadia over Christmas and stuff is how much everybody's been really enjoying the service, particularly those that took advantage of Cyberpunk's mm. offer, um, and that the Stadia version was actually you know way ahead of. Um, of uh, some of the console versions traditional console versions um to the extent that that stadia was being quite bullish on social media sort of joking about how uh, its version of cyberpunk was wouldn't crash or what or, or what have you and the people were coming around to the idea of the service you know that's there's, that's there's nothing to stop them running that um but they won't be getting any exclusives it looks like
0: i think the you've I think that's exactly the reason they've done this uh the if, if someone showed me a graph showing the two spikes in uh, stadia's usage and they corresponded with the launch of cyberpunk and the launch of something else. Do you know what that it would have been? Been,
1: presumably it would have been the destiny expansion that I would that,
0: have thought that sounds right it was
1: also free it was also free to play I believe
0: and it was really 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 noticeable and if you're looking at that graph um it's hard to not see Stadia's future there. I think that would have been different if they'd um, they'd sorted out these you know potential Stadia exclusives a little bit earlier. It always seemed weird to me that they were announcing this and launching the tech, and meanwhile they were saying, "And yeah, we've got some studios building games for us." Um, and really, you know, traditional console launch seems to be is more like cool here's our console, here's four games, you can't get anywhere else. You need to get this you know, this device in order to play those games. And instead, you're meant to be buying into Stadia with the promise of something cool coming down the road later. Um, a much more compelling promise is you can play Cyberpunk and it actually works. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, there is no question that streaming is going to become an important... Part of the games industry. Um, and certainly the 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 stadia technology, I think out of out of all of the streaming services at the moment, does seem to be the one with the least friction. Uh, you know, you can go from browser to playing really, really quickly. Um, you know, GeForce Now. Does require you to go into GeForce Now, then log on to the platform that you own the game on, and then boot it from there. So it you know it can take it can take a couple of minutes sometimes, or longer if you're actually waiting for a server. Um, and X from Microsoft, again, you're you're going in via a central hub where Stadia has to click you know almost almost straight away that you can be in the action. So yeah, I don't know. I, I would I would hate to see the technology be a victim victim of, of timing. Um, you know, technology is uh, littered with uh, right product, wrong time. Um, as the founder of Friendster, is probably still screaming at the sea. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think Stadia is gen- genuinely impressive, uh, and I hope that whatever they do, dec- do decide to do with it um, finds a home. Because uh, yeah, in, in, in some ways, it's 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 the most convenient way to
0: play when it's all working. I've got um I've got two more stories but I'm only going to do one of them because we're running okay. over time already. Um this is about Mass Effect. You must know this story surely.
1: Well, I'm aware that
0: uh, they're re- remastering it. This is from Eurogamer uh, Tom Phillips, news editor, writes, BioWare's upcoming Mass Effect Legendary Edition has taken a fresh look at the trilogy's gratuitous camera angles, focusing on Mass Effect 2 character Miranda, or more specifically, her bottom, and made some changes. Um, There's a quote here from Legendary Edition project director Mac Walters. He says... I do think a lot of things have evolved since the original games I don't know if I would say we were ultra concerned about it or anything like that But there were some considerations uh, Kevin, who's Kevin Meek, the environment and character director Actually called out some camera cuts that were just Why was that focusing on Miranda's butt? So in what? some cases we said, okay, we can make a change there They've cut out the gratuitous butt shots. How do you think the internet reacted to this? I bet they're furious, aren't they? Uh, some of them are furious, and some of them are saying it's the right thing. And you are either in one of those camps or the other, uh, and there will be a war fought on that basis. Uh, yeah, some people are absolutely furious, furious that people would, you know, they would think to destroy the art of Mass Effect. And don't you have anything better to do with your time? Just a but, you know. Well, when since when weren't we allowed? Since when were we allowed to look at? Computer
1: butts. What's gone wrong? What um what camp do you sit
0: in? I think it's fine. I've never played Mass Effect. And <laughs> Me neither. Sounds good though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I'll be I'll be seeking out the original eBay straight after this. Uh I I think you would have to be quite quite the snowflake to be offended at the uh editing out of a butt shot in a video game. Um, I did see some stills of this. It did look weird. And I saw a yeah. friend on, you know, the secret forum that you're not allowed in. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you who I saw talking about this on there, Daniel Nye Griffiths, friend of the I show. Oh, he now? He's Goodbye. in there. with...
1: And was he for it or against it? <laughs> He's livid, was
0: he?
1: <laughs> Daniel
0: Daniel was talking some people down from the precipice of being angry about it and was saying that actually when he saw it, it just looked to him, it was so weird that it looked to him just like a case of awkward um camera blocking, as if a character had wandered into the wrong shot and suddenly blocking the you know, the face shot of someone three meters away was just his butt. <laughs> Uh, Turns out that, that wasn't the case. Uh, do you know what? Now I've got visions
1: of uh, Daniel Nye Griffiths uh, watching some adult movies and just getting confused by the framing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> they were just. What's he walking in? But surely they're busy. <laughs> Why is he? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh. Um, uh, Eurogamer writes, five years later, Warner Brothers gets its Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor Nemesis system patent. As expected, Warner Brothers' application for a patent on Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor's Nemesis system has been granted. IGN reports the US Patent and Trademark Office released an issue notice, which is currently offline, on the 3rd of february 2021 confirming the patent goes into effect on the 23rd of february 2021 with an option to maintain until 2035 so uh skipping around um warner's been trying to get approval for this patent since march 2016 um it's dubbed nemesis characters nemesis forts social vendettas and followers in computer games and is now assigned to warner brothers entertainment inc um so what is it and how does it work so in these games uh if they will have uh procedurally generated moments where uh if you kill somebody um there will be a vendetta by like that guy that person's family or clan or what have you which will permeate through the game world and that will um, sort of match you up with different characters I believe now I've not played these games extensively although I did recently install the most recent one on my PC
0: presumably never to access So that that it. is my understanding as well you kill someone and, uh, and that uh, person's Other get family grumpy get about grumpy it. which to me seems like quite a thin idea to patent which is maybe why they've spent five years trying to do it
1: well, the reaction on Twitter was not great. Uh, Thomas Was Alone creator, Mike Bithel tweeted, This is really gross, especially for a franchise that built his brilliant nemesis system on top of a whole heap of mechanics replicated from other
0: games. Hmm. As all
1: games do, because that's how culture and creativity work. Be a
0: better neighbour, WB.
1: Yeah, says uh, Bithel,
0: who tried to copyright squares.
1: Uh, Vlambeck co-founder Rami Ishmael tweeted since I was forced to learn a bit about this a patent is not copyright and having one doesn't necessarily mean they'll enforce it or win a case on it what it does mean is that they've made a move to ensure that they legally could and that in itself is meh enough that I hate it (laughs) Um, Obsidian Design Director Josh Sawyer wrote on Twitter though LMAO what a load of and then he used the S word
0: right uh yeah it don't, doesn't seem a great these guys to be writing writing games for warner brothers in the future though will they doesn't seem a great pr move uh on ea's part but then they've never been that interested in uh what the internet think of them given that they've been voted i don't know goodness knows how many years in a row the worst company in america by reddit i believe well this
1: is sorry this is warner brothers not uh not not ea then I'll edit that bit out. Do edit that bit out. Uh, I did. What I wanted to do was just reference it in case you didn't, uh, because I didn't want you know I didn't want one of our letters next week to be an angry one. <laughs> you having established your own nemesis system for <laughs> getting things wrong on one life left. Good. Is that it for the
0: news, Steve? I think that's it. I think that's it for the news. Uh, we're massively over time. Okay. Thank you, Simon.
1: Left video game news with Anne Scamfambarry.
0: We're back. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Resonance is a radio station based in London, England. You can listen to it on 104.4 FM or online. If you're not listening to One Life Left live on the radio, then you might be listening to our podcast, which is available at www.onelifeleft.com or on Spotify or on all of those kind of things, thanks to our under-caretaker, Bill. He also does the show notes, which you may have read, uh, and we'll tell you the title of the music track that we are playing right now. Um, that's probably taken from chipmusic.org, but it might not be. Check the show notes. We should hide some more secrets in the show notes, really, shouldn't we? Well, we did. We we hit the Discord link last week. OK. Uh, we the likewise. link to Shows the up. One Life Left Discord, uh, which will be there again this week. So if you want to join us and ask questions or, you know, you could ask Vital information, for example, what is the email address to write your letters to? Which presumably is why you, listener, haven't written us a letter this week.
1: Are you going to pop a link to the Secret Games Industry Facebook forum
0: as well or not? <laughs> I might post that on the Discord if that gets you to join okay. the Discord.
1: <laughs> Good. All right. Shall we crack on with those letters? Let's
0: do it. BCC One Life Letters
1: Chris Conroy writes Dear and SSG Do you remember when we used to see some upward trending or downward fading celebrity? Uh, he said... <laughs> Are you still... Sorry, I was reading at the bottom of the letter there just to get what that reference was for. Uh, the letter goes, Are you still lockdown quizzing? Did you ever start? We're back in another cycle of Zoom quizzes at the minute and always on the lookout for new ideas for quiz rounds, particularly if they have video game crossover potential. Rounds like celebrity or video game character need a bit more fleshing out and checking. Dear Looper... Sorry, Dua Lipa, dear Lupa. I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Twilight from Knights of the Old Republic, Nathan Drake, star of the Transporter series, and my attempts to find eight game theme songs that were neither instantly recognisable nor too obscure didn't get very far either. So help a fellow out, OLL, and geese a job. I mean, give us a clue. Now, here's Nigeria. No, sorry, now no, there's Nigeria. You're cryptically comparing correspondent Chris Conroy, And what I skipped to at the bottom was that he pointed out that... Um, the uh lyrics that he put at the start of the letter words should have been sung to Brown Eyed Girl. Right. Apologies for messing that whole <laughs> thing up. Quiz rounds for video games, then.
0: Hmm. Uh okay. So I think we've done for the last couple of uh couple of episodes, of one Life left, we've done Guess the Year. When was that from? <laughs> Pretty easy one. Makes you feel incredibly old. Uh one that uh, I did
1: on um, down in the develop conference a couple of years ago oh, was okay. um, show a picture of a controller and ask people to name the system because there are some obscure ones of those around.
0: But you also did the did you not do the Metacritic higher or lower thing? Or was higher it was Edge cards,
1: right. Yeah, edge Marks. Yes, higher or lower. That was good fun. Yep. And actually. Back then, so this must have been a couple of years ago, because I think the Switch is, is it four years old uh, next month? Mm. Maybe it's a couple of years ago. uh, Jonathan Smith did a round during that game show, which was, you know, back then difficult and would be impossible now where he would read out the name of a game and asked if it was a real one on the Nintendo eShop or a made up one <laughs> uh, and given how many games there are on the Nintendo eShop and how many of them are slightly dubious i think that th- there's that's
0: ripe for picking how about chris taking some fan fiction from fanfiction.net uh, <laughs> and editing out the name of the character and just reading the situation good. Uh, very good and uh, and yeah seeing if people can guess
1: the other thing that you can do if you can't be bothered to uh, write your own questions or do your own research is to fire up one of the Jackbox games and screen
0: share that everybody can join in you don't have to do a lot of work perfect hello team hello SSG writes Robert Wells Interesting to hear you talk about Polybius last week. I love a good legend and Polybius has it all. It's just about believable if you squint and impossible to disprove whilst clearly being a fabrication for the joy of a good yarn. My girlfriend was asked to study some internet folklore, so I sent her my favourite bit of creepypasta about the legendary Pokemon Black, a first-gen bootleg, car- bootleg cartridge that gave you a ghost as a starter which only knew one move, kill. What's your favourite tall story of gaming, Pip Pip Robert?
1: Well, there's a question, isn't it?
0: So I've got a couple. Like, go uh, on then. I'll tell you the Do- I'll tell you the short one first. Yeah. Which is uh, I got quite into the. Have you ever read about the the? I think it's the Bigfoot in GTA and tracking that down. Oh yes, yes. I I never did that. Or was involved in it, but I did get involved in reading the Reddit and people trying to track down what was going on there. And it really, really took me back to a a golden age of video gaming, I think, when there was much more mystery in video games, when people didn't know everything that was inside a game. Uh, it was really, really nice to read this community trying to crack how to find Bigfoot, what these markings in caves meant, UFOs, all that kind of thing, working together on that. Um, I thought that was fantastic.
1: Did they find it?
0: I got bored before that. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Uh, it, it was in process uh, when I was looking, so I don't know.
1: I don't... I can't... None spring to mind, so to, to what's your second?
0: So, um, I actually... The reason that I find this question quite easy to answer is I did a talk about this, uh, all about the loss of mystery in video games. She said, like, really, really important to me, uh because i'm i miss it so much these days as soon as a game comes out right it is very very clear what's inside that game partly because of things like um uh, achievements right which itemize every single thing you can do in a game and when you have 100 percent of platinumed a game you know there's nothing left in that game uh also because of the internet which just rips the heart out of it there will always be someone who's done more than you who's got to the end who's ripped it onto youtube who's found everything and so if you want to know what's inside that game there is a shortcut to find it right but that wasn't the case when we were growing up when we were playing video games um you would play them and you would talk to your friends in the playground about them and what they saw in the game. You would read magazines, maybe, which would tell you uh, what was in the game, but they would be on a time delay, right, of six weeks at best. Um, So it was up to you to explore and to believe or not believe the playground rumours and otherwise. And when I was a kid, like, I mean, a, 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 you know, seven-year-old, I used to read a magazine called The Micro User, uh, which was about the BBC Micro, And they had a column devoted to Elite, the space game, which still exists now, right? Like uh, Elite Dangerous, as Elite Dangerous, David Braben and Ian Bell's masterwork on the BBC. And this column was just a letters page, almost, where people would write in and tell people the things they had seen in space, um so i was out by this planet this system and i saw this thing here uh and i tried to take a photograph of the screen but couldn't really get my analog camera to write, work in time <laughs> or whatever um uh you know and i just wanted to let people know and then of course you would set your ship off in that direction to go and see. These things they call called generation ships, mile-long massive spaceships that were much bigger than anything else in Elite. You could fly along the length of them and you couldn't really attack them. They would destroy you instantly. There are all kinds of rumours like that. Um, and it was just exciting to imagine this stuff was out there inside the game. And like Robert says, it was plausible. They felt like they might be tall tales, but then there would be confirmed by another letter the next month. It would be someone write and go, I saw it, I flew here, it was this time, uh, you know, I'd been playing the game for 30 hours, I saw this, I've been playing that session for three hours, out by the sun, scooping up some fuel, I saw this generation ship. And now, 30 years later, people have ripped that code open. There's, you know, I think there's a project that's just the whole of the source code for the BBC micro version of Elite, and none of this stuff was there. Like it's all fake. But for that time, the magic, this layer of fiction of folklore added so much to a game. Uh, It shows how good communities can be when they build on a game. Um, But it's very hard to replicate that experience again now. So it's not so bad being old.
1: (laughs) What a thorough answer, Steve. (laughs) uh, I'm hoping Robert will write in again next week with another subject of your talk.
0: (laughs) If you want to write in and uh, you've got uh, any letters you want to send us, please email team at onelifelift.com. Hello, we're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and today we have broadly stayed on topic.
1: We have. It's been packed full of video games chat, hasn't it?
0: We'll see how that God, goes. God, only knows what we're
1: going to be able to talk about next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes now because we've got uh, got the reviews to come. Have you been playing anything this week? I have been
1: playing um, something this week. I've been playing a lot of something, actually. More of this something that I've been able to play for quite some time. I've um, Excellent. Let's yeah.
0: do the reviews now. Steve. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. I'll go. I'll go first. Um, I've been playing a few things, actually, this week. I played Journey to the Savage Planet. Have you heard of that? Okay, I well, I have heard of it. Yeah, a lot of people talking about it for some reason. It is a 505 games release. It is a comedy game. It's a first-person shooter, a little bit metroidvania, you go down to a planet, you explore it in the vein of those sort of sci-fi pulp movie classics. You kill cute animals, you harvest them to upgrade weaponry, you craft extra things, they allow you to access other bits of the planet, you fight bigger monsters, um, and there is some nice, gently funny uh, comedy around it. It's very, very easy to start. It feels like an old game. Um, As in, it feels like a game that might have come out 20 years ago and been a much bigger deal at that time. Single player based uh, exploratory experience, somewhat sitting between, I guess, a kinda Duke Nukem game and Metroid Prime, something like that. Um, I I like it, it doesn't make me feel anything, right? Like, no emotion at all, it's just easy. Uh, I keep getting lost in it. I keep um, failing to understand what I've got to do next. And it feels a little bit cheap in that respect. It's not quite robustly uh, over-designed which almost makes it also feel a little bit older like harking back to a time when uh, things were not focus tested to within an inch of their lives it's got some really really nice uh, video content in there I think the world is quite well built although again none of that is going to blow you away it's built on uh, parodies of parodies of parodies of sci-fi movies but it's simple and it's easy and it's not expensive and I think if you want to play something like that. If you like that sort of thing, you'll like this. 7 out of 10. Who's it by? Who's it by? Uh, good question. I can find out because it's in front of me right now. I can click on Store Page. I know it's published by 505.
1: Yeah, I was just interested because I saw a lot of people talking
0: about it. Developed by Typhoon, uh, who have not developed anything else or at least released anything else on Steam.
1: Right. Okay, well, I've been replaying um, Slay the Spire on mobile. Um, you know, I've, I've not been as excited as I have been uh, about a game coming out. It was certainly on mobile uh, for, for many, many years. I saw um, you complaining about this on Twitter. <laughs> I was complaining. It was February the 3rd, which <laughs> is when the game was coming out on Android, and it wasn't out. It didn't come out until 6pm. <gasps> I know. Um, anyway, I paid it. Uh, 8 eight. Seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, maybe something like that. And um, yeah, uh, very, very happy to have it on me at all times. Now, I'd not, uh, not played Slay the Spire for months actually because I was only playing it on Switch. Um, I was really, really, really into it, and then I, I moved on to something else. And so I was a little worried that perhaps I'd be uh, rusty. Oh no, Steve Curran, <laughs> uh, not, not at all. Um, I got to the top of the spire um with the first three characters on my first go with each of them wow pretty much yeah Very good you know i just think it's natural um it's well it's it's moved on a little since i played it last there are some newer cards so just to explain slade spire is a deck building game in which you start off with a hand of cards i think 10 um cards 10 or 11 cards is your starting deck um you go up a uh, spire, choosing a path, um, random encounters with monsters, treasure chests, events. You get. You can choose to uh, spend money to remove cards, upgrade them, all of this sort of stuff. And so, um, it's just brilliant. It's it, it can only exist as a as a computer game, despite the fact that it um, it brings a lot of traditional card gaming mechanics with it and so it's a perfect example of that and many games have tried to um, emulate and repli- replicate what it's done um none none with the success i would argue um the android version is a bit ropey um, i'm playing it on an s21 ultra of course i am um, but even with that screen size i have to lift my glasses up above my head imagine this steve because <laughs> i'm looking <laughs> looking at uh, trying to read some of the text and, and actually the ui you know um to, sort of moving a, a card up to read it and if you don't move it back down it'll play it um and so, yeah, these problems are not insurmountable. They they could ruin your run. They haven't ruined my run yet. Um, but yeah, and I have found myself um, going to the toilet for a lot longer actually. <laughs> um, and that, um, yeah, the benefit of just you know, rather than just scrolling through Twitter, going, I don't, I disagree. What on earth are you saying? Now you can just pop yourself. Do a couple of floors on Slay the Spire and then get back to your business when you've finished yours. Um, Ideal format for it. I do hope that they sort a couple of those niggles out. But I think I will get further in this version of Slay the Spire than I will have done on the other formats that I own.
0: Seven out of ten. Fantastic. Uh, I've got other games to talk about, but I think we're out of time, aren't we? Do you? I think you could squeeze... But you might be able to squeeze one more in. All right, I'll squeeze one more in. Um, I've been playing Nuts. Again, I've seen a lot of people talk about this. So Nuts uh, is by a uh, friend of the show, Yone, uh, who is a brilliant man, and uh, some of his friends. It started life as a game jam game, and it is absolutely beautiful, and I guess, I think, for... I think it is fair to say it is unique, which is very rare in video games, because it is a game about stalking squirrels. Um, You are a person sent to the woods to conduct an investigation on what squirrels are up to. You set up cameras, uh, you replay the footage of those cameras from overnight, follow the squirrels, track them down film them a bit more, reposition the cameras, rewind, see they're going there, put out a different camera. Um played about an hour and a half of it last night. It is so well made, it's so beautiful in every moment. And it doesn't really, <laughs> I was about to say, it doesn't feel like anything else. I guess it feels a bit like Firewatch. Like so, it does feel uh, it feels a bit like one of those games—a uh, gentle exploration with a mystery at its heart. I do not know what this mystery is yet, but I am looking forward to finding out. Uh, you can buy this game with confidence because even if you don't like it, even if you do not think it is beautiful, and if those things are the case, then you're a bit weird, honestly. But even if that is the case, your money is going to some really, really good people. So, uh, nuts. Seven out of 10.
1: Nice one. Well, we're recording a day early next week, Steve, aren't we? So, we better hope that, that no video game news happens next Sunday, Valentine's Day, your birthday.
0: Yes, please, everybody, hold back that Sunday breaking news. Uh, and, uh, or, you know, just give us the head, heads up because we do not broadcast until. Till Monday uh, or podcast on Wednesday, so uh, you know, just give us a give us a nod, EA or Warner Brothers. Um, Till then, I guess. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for writing in our two letters correspondence, and thank you, Simon, for being here once again. (laughs) You are
1: welcome. Same. Place different time next week. Right. Good luck with the beast for these two, by the way. I'm a bit worried about the shed, so who knows what will happen next week.
0: <laughs> It'll be like a, a survival video game. You'll be fighting off exactly. wolves, boarding up the windows. Uh, who knows? Right, that's it. Okay, goodbye. See you later. Goodbye, bye, 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 bye. bye. <laughs>